Grab your favorite cup. We're about to pour you a glass of the most wholesome drink. Our goal is to amplify marginalized voices through subjects that matter. We will do this by discussing subjects that are uplifting, gainful, and truthful, no matter how uncomfortable they may be, in hope of gaining clarity and invoking progressive change. Of course, we'll sprinkle on some off-color topics to make our discussions more palpable. Welcome Welcome to Urban Urban Proper. All right, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Hello, episode two, y'all. Y'all, it has been a full seven days since we recorded last time. <laughs> Listen, um, things are life, and change is inevitable, and that's just what I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh God. I just want to give a quick shout out to all the love that we have gotten over the last week of the likes on our um, Facebook page, um, Facebook backslash Urban Proper Podcast, um, the followers on Instagram at Urban Proper Podcast on Instagram. Um, All the feedback that we got. We've got a lot of feedback. I know. A lot, a lot of positive things. So yes. we're just going to try to keep the momentum going for you guys. Yeah, I'm glad you guys like the formula. <coughs> I'm glad you like what we're decided to talk about. Um, and yeah, it's lit. Darius, I see ass over here. Sorry, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. Uh, so this episode, I would like to issue, well, we would like to issue um a trigger warning just because we're going to discuss some such topics as trauma and mental health um and i know that that can be triggering for some people myself included so we just want to give a little bit of a, a warning to you all if that's something that might trigger you skip more toward the middle of the podcast for a little bit of a lighter topic or if that's something that you want to listen to sit back and listen to us talk about mental health yeah sweet okay so where do we begin um, I will say, and I think I said this in the last episode, um, I do suffer from depression. It's something that for the past, how old am I? 26. I the, the past 12 years, um, I've been dealing with, uh, it's gotten a lot easier to handle over the past year or two. Um, I've had some really great stuff happen to me and it's been, re- and I've been really genuinely happy which is nice and scary at the same time. But um, I want to just ask you a quick question, Shisha. What is your experience with depression or friends having depression? Before I talk about the experience of having depression, mm-hmm. how, how is it kind of being on the outside looking in sometimes? Um, well, I think, I mean, with you yourself included, I have had a couple of friends that, and family members that have dealt with depression. And I think what... Um, what keeps people from understanding is the lack of of knowledge mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people automatically go to try to be sympathetic with the person and of course it's it's something that you might not understand you might not experience yourself but I think they always go to the default oh things are going to get better um, things are going to work mm-hmm. uh, work itself out and I think that's more triggering and that causes the person that's experiencing um, or dealing with depression to go a little deeper into that because they feel like people don't understand I think the best thing to do is if you have someone in your life that suffers from a mental health um, illness um, to educate yourself about it mm-hmm. to 
And also, that's like number one. Yes. Educate yourself. <clears throat> and also discuss with them what would how can you be a better advocate for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Understand what's causing them to have depression, what's triggering them, mm-hmm. and how you can be the best advocate for them. How you if they need some space, if they need you to check in with them more. It's all about communication and understanding mm-hmm. and giving yourself the the knowledge. Yes, we're gonna give them some ASMR snaps <laughs> on that. Um, just as a person who suffers from depression, it's nice to know that I have a friend that does um, acknowledge all of those things, like being an advocate and asking the proper questions. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of the times, in my personal experience, it's been um, you end up having to take care of the person that is trying to take care of you instead mm-hmm. of taking care of yourself. Absolutely. And then it just like becomes a downward spiral. Um, but real quick, I want to talk about um, I step outside of just depression and talk about mental health in general. Um, trauma. Because I feel as black people, we have a lot of trauma that we are still Amen. trying to unpack. We, you know, we have a lot of, of trauma that we're trying to deal with as a people. Um, so I just want to go through some of the uh, symptoms and signs of trauma. So we have here um, shock, denial, or disbelief, confusion and difficulty concentrating, anger, irritability, and mood swings, anxiety and fear, guilt, shame, or self-blame, withdrawing from others, feeling sad or hopeless, and feeling disconnected or numb. And it can be really hard to um, identify those things in other people, being an empath and a person with mental health problems, I see it more clearly than some people do. Yes. And I can, you know, I I have a little bit more of an empathetic nature with it, but a lot of people think that when they don't hear from their friend for a week that they're mad at them or something or that something is wrong or, well, something is wrong, but, like, sometimes it's just I need to not talk to people for a week. (laughs) I just need to not talk to a single soul on the planet for an entire week and then I come back and I'm like hi friends (laughs) and you have to respect that you have to respect their space and you don't have to you shouldn't take it personal um you should reach out to the person and be like hey you know check in if you're okay Mm -hmm. and if they say they need space by goddamn give them their damn space give them their space um and real quick I want to talk about uh mental health for black men um and I want to say this as a black man, it is okay to cry. Oh my goodness, it is cry. <laughs> it is okay to let out that anger and that frustration and that sadness and that all of those things that you are feeling, just not on somebody. <laughs> Please. Um take, you know, self-care is probably the most important thing that I have learned in my adult life and that I need to take time away from so much uh that is triggering for me that is uh stressful on my mental state and just like take a day and just do nothing or take a day and go to the movies or my my best self-care is retail therapy which is why i'm so broke (laughs) (laughs) mine too might as well (laughs) i like amazon okay it's like sending yourself presents when it's not your birthday oh my goodness (laughs) quick side note i was on my amazon (laughs) The other day, and I was looking through my order trying to find something that I wanted to uh, repurchase. And I realized between 
2017, I really didn't buy anything on Amazon. Really? But 2018, I don't know what happened. It just exploded. <laughs> and I was ashamed about how many pages I had to go through on Amazon. Listen. To find this product I was trying to repurchase. I have thankfully slowed down a little bit on Amazon purchasing. Oh, but a real thug still likes to go in there every now and then order a package. It's two. like I don't damn, I don't need it. I don't need it. Click one, and then and then they get you because they got that um, buy in one click, so you don't have to go through the whole process of like yes. checking out. You just boop click and it's purchased. And I'm oh, like, my oh no! I had to end my um my prime. I'm just like I don't need to do it. That's this. what I said. I, everyone loves free shipping, but oh, it's like I will literally. Not buying something because the shipping is not free. Two day shipping. I'm like, ooh, yes. and I ain't paid for it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> ooh, excuse me. Ooh, How ladylike of me. I'm oh sorry. Goodness. Back to talking about mental health for black men. Um, black men have this whole um, tough man, toxic masculinity thing that we have been that's been foisted upon us, and I'm really. We have our first black box topic of okay. the show. Toxic masculinity. Ooh. Can we take that out the black box? Can we take it out of the black box, can grind it up? Electrocute it, shoot it, throw yeah. it in the ocean. Throw it in the ocean, up. come back, send it to the rapture, bring it back again. Like, it just... Being a man doesn't mean you don't have to... Be, you have to be emotionless. Being um, a man doesn't mean that you don't struggle mentally just like women do, just like white people do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still a thing that is very real. Um, and I think what we have a hard time doing is in identifying our own personal triggers. Yeah, and then we have to stop teaching our sons that when they cry, they're punks. Mm-hmm. I've seen that happen so many times, even with like my peers, people my around my age group that have sons and they cry. Uh, first of all, they're two and three years old. Let <laughs> that baby cry. Of course, they're gonna cry because you they dropped their ice cream. Of course, they're gonna cry. Because you popped them or took away their favorite toy. Mm-hmm. But ingraining in them and drilling in them that boys don't cry, that spills over. Into adulthood. Yes. And it makes some real toxic men out exactly. here. Exactly. Um, and the same goes for black women. Uh, uh, this whole idea that black women have to be strong. Yeah. And have to be the, the pillar of the family. And the family should be just a bunch of strong-ass pillars holding each other up instead of just one person exactly. carrying all the weight, which is... who um, I'm feel real bad for saying this, but who was it that said that the black... Malcolm X said it, didn't he? The black woman is the most disrespected person in America. It was Malcolm X. Yes. yes. And I have never agreed with anything more. It, yes. Like, jeez la fucking wheeze. Jeez la fucking wheeze. Put on a shirt, jeez, look at the If you want, I'm probably podcast shirts that say jeez, the fucking wheeze. Let Listen. us know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I before I got an official diagnosis, I started my, my my battle with depression at 14. Um, I didn't get an official diagnosis until I was 22, and that is because I was so afraid. I thought I was crazy, I thought I, you know, was making it all up, that it was all in my head. Um, and that wasn't something that I necessarily learned from my family because my family is very open to talking about mental health and I'm very appreciative of that. But in school, in TV show, like everywhere, it's just this thing, this stigma against mental health that it's just, 
disgusting and you're dirty in and, our own healthcare system like yes oh my god i remember at one point i was um seeking out a therapist and um my insurance didn't cover it and i have a very very uh, prestigious insurance company um, through my employer and my copay was ridiculous and my out-of-pocket cost was ridiculous and it kind of not kind of it shied me away from seeking that yeah. counseling mm-hmm. um, services for the, the time being until I was able to find something that was more affordable mm-hmm. um, but I think that's another thing um, our healthcare system doesn't they don't cover that yeah they don't make it accessible for all no, people they make it like it's uh what is that uh, an elective right for your for your for your overall health you like gotta get the hit the prerequisites before you exactly can get it. it's like offering um black history as a elective class instead of <sighs> just being included in american history it's there it's, it is american history mm-hmm. oh boy um uh some things that you guys probably didn't know about uh depression specifically is that depression and anxiety are pretty closely linked and a lot of people who suffer from depression do have a mild form mild to severe form of anxiety um also insomnia is a thing that happens when you're a depressed person and um hypersomnia also is a um a what's the word i'm looking for um symptom of depression uh but there are other mental health issues such as schizophrenia um, multiple multiple personality disorder, um, bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder. Which I, I've heard that it's, it has a new name nowadays. Oh, really? But I'm not quite sure. Hmm. I did not. I have not heard. Let me that. go to Google. I Ooh. usually try to keep myself up on all of the terms um, to identify mental health issues because that's like that's my soft spot. That's why I really try to keep myself attuned to and working hard to achieve awareness also we have while she's just looking that up uh i feel like a lot of times also black people specifically turn to religion which is fair and safe and if that is your safe place that is your safe place and if it does actually help you cope with your mental health i encourage you to dive into your religion get your bible do whatever you need to do but a lot of the times it's detrimental to our youth when it's oh you just need to pray that away when it's like okay well and see, I grew up in the church, and the I issue, did too. Um, the issue I have with that is, God gave us free will, mm-hmm. and nothing is going to fall in your lap—not healing, mm-hmm. not money, mm-hmm. not financial gain, not opportunity. Um, so praying plus seeking help because faith without works is dead. Yep, there it is. Um, there and it you have is. to work towards your health. You have to stay prayed up, and you. You, you can still see, see a therapist. You can still see a therapist and be prayed up. I mean, you can go. See, you can talk to your pastor. You can talk to the deacon, the deacon board, or however your church is mm-hmm. set up um, structurally. But um, just sitting there and wanting to pray about it, um, I know a lot of you might disagree, but I feel like it has to be a combination of both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you said, faith without works is dead. Yes. I love that. I love hearing that. Uh, did you find the new definition for bipolar yet? No, I didn't. Oh, dear. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and talk about a couple more things. Um, PTSD is also a um, 
mental health disorder, post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress disorder, as well as postpartum depression, which a lot of women experience um, during, while, during pregnancy and after pregnancy. And clarity. It's mm. a moment of clarity. Yes. PTSD is not just for Army veterans. Yep, there it is. Um, it could be from um, people that have experienced being in domestic, domestically violent relationships mm-hmm. can suffer from PTSD. Um, people who have experienced trauma, regardless of what it is, if it's mental or physical, can suffer from PTSD as mm-hmm. well. And also anxiety. A lot of people, I feel like anxiety gets kind of a really, really bad, like depression gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, you're just sad, get over it. Exactly. Like anxiety, from what I've noticed in, in my friends who suffer from anxiety, it's more than just being anxious about a situation. Mm-hmm. It's this one thing happened and now I'm overthinking and it's like a whole mental spiral, cyclical motion of toxic thinking within oneself. Exactly. And like a friend could be having an anxiety attack. There's so, people always think of it as just like that heavy breathing, that like feeling like a heart attack moment. But it's also your friend could just totally snap and like be completely silent and be having an anxiety attack. Or they could be having that visceral reaction. Or they could be bargaining with themselves. Like everything manifests so differently for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I really wish that there was a way to just catalog everybody that has a mental health. <laughs> issue and i think that's this part of the reason why it's so stigmatized because it's not a one size fits all mm-hmm. um like i like i said in the first episode i um struggled in my childhood as well as my adulthood with anxiety i just didn't know what the hell it was mm-hmm. um i remember being nervous in certain situations or um being embarrassed by certain situations and when those situations came back up having anxiety of how I should deal with it or, mm-hmm. um, you know, having that conversation with myself like, oh, my God, are you saying something stupid? Um, and then beating yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it manifests in different ways, just like depression and bipolar disorder. Um, it's also called manic, um, manic depression. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but there was an there was another term that someone had had used to describe it, but I can't I can't find it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not a one size fit all. Um, yeah, it it varies from person to person. But I think if you look at the universal signs or the standard signs mm-hmm. of the mental health, um, and and help your loved one, don't make them feel bad about it. Yes, I I know it's hard as a person on the outside looking in not to trigger people because you don't specifically know what someone's triggers are. Mm-hmm. Like for me. Um, a big trigger for me is feeling like a burden and feeling like I'm inconveniencing people and that just really sends me off um, but people don't know that because it's not I don't don't just walk up to a new friend and I'm like hi my name's Darius by the way don't make me think ever that I made you feel like I was a burden on you because it's going to trigger me and I'm never going to talk to you again exactly so it's really just about having those conversations and being upfront and honest about your own personal knowledge of mental health. Sheesh, you want to um, shout out this book that we have? Book? Yeah. Oh, it's a group. Is it a Facebook group? Oh, yes. Miss um, Fleming. Shout out to Miss Heather Fleming on Facebook. She doesn't know I'm giving her a shout out. And um, we need to link up, Miss Miss um, Fleming. We keep missing each other. We're going to get it together. 
Um, Miss Fleming just opened, well, not opened, just started a group on Facebook. It's called Black Women Healing. Um, about three weeks to a month, to a month ago, um, it's a group dedicated to black women. Um, her description describes the group as black women, it's time for us to heal ourselves and each other. This group is dedicated to that mission. We explore how to love, support, and heal even in the face of adversity. We will help each other become whole, happy, and healed. And the group, um, Miss Fleming, every Saturday posts um, different questions to ask yourself or um, to speak about in the group um, towards healing. Um, she also shared some personal stories about um, her struggles in her professional life. A lot of women um, discuss struggles in, with, within their friendships, within their relationships, and being a black woman in <clears throat> a society that, like Malcolm X said, um, women, black women are the most disrespected women on the face of the earth, basically. Not verbatim, but you get a gist. Close enough. <laughs> um, um, but it's, it's a great group. Um, ladies, if you're looking for a support system, um, that'll be a great place to start. Um, and real quick, I just want to give myself a shout out real quick. If that's a thing that we can do on our own podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a play called My Infinite Sadness about my personal... Thank you, thank you. My personal journey with depression. It's... Uh, it premiered in January on my birthday, as a matter of fact. Sure um, and it was wildly successful. And so I'm bringing it back for the St. Louis Fringe Festival, which is August 13th through the 19th. Uh, I don't have any official dates or ticketing information, but in further episodes, I will, you know, talk about it or whatever, what have you. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for a play about depression that is just real and upfront and in your face and doesn't ever stop making you feel attacked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so while we're on the topic of attacks, um, and art and all of that good stuff, let's switch over to school. Okay. The topic, the, the, the name of this episode is things we didn't learn in school. Okay. And the first part of that is financial literacy. Oh my goodness. Um, I think this is a good segue to talk because I am going to be real. I'm going to be real upfront. I am not good with my finances. Mm -hmm. I'm getting better. Especially now that I kind of have made myself a business and I have to um, create income to make my art. Okay. But I am still not very good at managing my money. Um, And I know a lot of that stuff I wasn't taught in school. I was taught how to find my own taxes in school, but that's it. Unfortunately, I wasn't. And it's a lot of things that um, school taught us that was not... You know, necessary for the use um, in your adult life. Like, I've still yet to use the paragraphium. Paragraphium. Pythagorean. There you go. She <laughs> <laughs> can't even say See, it right. Even say shit. I, I've yet to use that. Um, I've, yeah, it's a lot of things that I learned in school that were just useless and I wish would have been um, substituted with something that actually was meaningful or gainful for my financial future mm-hmm. um i want to shout out quickly um a book you guys should read it's called rich dad poor dad um oh yeah you've been telling me about that yes mm-hmm. it's basically a book that um just goes over details of what rich people teach their kids and what poor people don't teach their kids and it's not because they're trying to be vindictive or trying to keep their kid um from succeeding they just don't know mm-hmm. 
Um, and of course, you know, with our our podcast, we want to talk about subjects that matter mm-hmm. in financial literacy, especially within the black community. Um, is very it's is very, so important. It's so important. It's so and important. It definitely matters. Um, so I'm gonna drive the drive dive into <laughs> credit literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a lot of people that don't know how credit works. I did not know how. I still kind of have a very iffy understanding on how credit works. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a, um, a, a pro or you know a group a guru, um, so to speak. But um, I think I didn't really learn about credit until my mid, early to mid twenties, so around twenty three to twenty five is mm-hmm. when I really start um, teaching myself about credit and trying to fix my credit. Um, so what is a credit score? Now there are three main credit bureaus. There's Equifax, Experience, and TransUnion. Now there are different ones as well, but those really don't matter. These are the main ones you need to focus on. Um, these credit bureaus create your credit reports. Now they have addresses that you've had in the past. They've had your different name variations. Like if sometimes you just use your first or last name or middle name or middle initial. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have your student loans, um, anything that you had in collections like utility bills, hospital bills, um, any loans. Did I say loans? Mortgages. Student loans. Student loans, loans mm-hmm. um, mortgages, car notes, your auto loans, um, all go into your credit score as well. Now, the credit score can range from a 300, which you're not going to get anything with a 300. Hey, nothing. Uh, nothing. I don't, I don't think you can even open a bank account with that that low of Shit, credit score. Really? I don't think you can. Oh wow! I, I'm not sure, uh, but it goes all the way up to an 850. Now there are two different types of scores. I know that's where it gets a lot of confused. A lot of confusion sets in. Mm-hmm. There's a Vantage score and there is a FICO score. Um, now these scores are typically, like I said, based on your payment history. Uh, if you're paying your credit card bills on time, if you're paying your car note on time, um, also if you have like rent through, um, if you lease an apartment or a house um, through someone that reports your credit, like normally like an apartment complex building mm-hmm. or condos, they also report your um, your payments to the credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. If you have a private um, landlord, um, I would recommend. If you do pay on time, and you should pay on time because you really <laughs> should care about where the hell you lay your head every day. Okay. Um, you should ask them if they can if they can do reporting as well. Um, now this does not include your checking account or your utilities bills. Damn. Um, also, how <laughs> long you've had credit um, factors into your credit score as well. If you've had an account open, if all your accounts are less than a year old, it kind of affects your credit as well. Um, that's why it's important to keep your credit cards that you had open for five years or more um, open, if you, even if you don't use them. Um, now, is it true that if you don't use your credit card, that affects your credit score as well? It it depends on the bank that you have the credit card through. Mm-hmm. Now, I know when I used to work at um, a retail credit card call center, they did, after a while of non-use reduce your credit limit mm. which that that angered a lot of people mm. especially the pre- the credit savvy people because they understood that by decreasing their um their available credit it hurts their um 
Their credit score is oh, okay. Um, sorry, I lost my space. Oh, also your credit, your credit utilization. So if you have a credit card and you have a thousand dollar limit. You always want to make sure that you're only using during a billing cycle thirty percent or less of your credit limit, because using too much of it makes you a credit risk, and you might think of, well, why the hell did they give me this big old credit limit? Well, they gave it to you because they want you technically want you to be in debt, but they want to see how well you manage it mm-hmm. as well. Um, also, your debt to income ratio, which is also called D. Is in David, T is in Tom, I is in Igloo, DTI. You don't want your debt to be more than 46% of your income because that also will hurt your credit card. Lord. And your credit score. Y'all, I should have a 300. (laughs) (laughs) Also, hard inquiries on your credit card. I mean, your, oh my Jesus, I kept saying credit card, on your credit report. So, applying to multiple. Um, credit cards, applying for multiple auto loans, applying for multiple houses, all those hard inquiries also have an effect on your credit score. Um, So best practices to raise your credit score or just, you know, to make sure you're keeping a good eye on it is to sign up with a credit monitoring service like Credit Karma. Um, I've also went through um, Capital One as well. If you have a credit card through them, they also give you a credit monitoring service for free. Um, check your credit report at freeannualreport.com. I like to check mine every six months because for some reason people like to still try to steal my identity. I've had an issue with that in the past, so I'm a little uh, anal about checking mine. But the recommended thing to do is to check it every 12 months. Check for incorrect name variations, incorrect addresses, unauthorized accounts has been open. Um, make sure that you and you don't also you don't always have to go through a credit repair person to pay to repair your credit as well. It's also very easy for you to do it on your own. Check the internet, look up Google for deletion letters and what have you. Uh, keep like I said earlier, keep your credit card utilization under thirty percent. Keep your oldest accounts open. They help with your credit history. The longer the credit history, the better. Closing a credit card also reduces your available credit, uh, which can affect your DTI as well. So keep that in mind. Also, if you're able to set up automate, automatic payments for your, your mortgages, auto loans, and credit cards, um, keep your debt to income ratio under 40% and limit your applications for new credits. Y'all, this is all new. Like, I'm quiet because <laughs> this is legitimately stuff that I have never... I Like, some of it I have heard. And like, yeah. some, like, like, I know about all the credit reporting services and, like, all that stuff. But when I was applying for student loans, I couldn't get one because I... I think somebody might have stole my identity. I don't really know. And it's a lot of things we don't know. Like, and that's a... And that's a... Can we, can we talk about the black box again? Yes, bring out the black box. Okay, black people. Stop getting. I already know what you're finna say, and I'm finna give you some ASMR snaps. Stop getting utility bills and cable bills in your baby's name. Stop it. Because you're fucking you, up their credit before they even fucking get up their to. credit. You're fucking up because, and then if when they turn 18, a lot of places won't let you take it off your credit, even though you were underage. 
because they know that's a practice, not just of black people, but parents in general. And I understand you're trying to make a way out of no way, but at least if you're going to do that, make sure you pay it off. Pay your child's bills. Or just don't do it at all. <laughs> or just don't do it. Just don't do it at all. Preferentially, don't do it. But if you gotta do it, if you in hard times, pay your child's bills. Yes. And I know I spit out a lot of information to you guys, so I want to also shout out another couple of uh, Facebook groups that help with financial literacy. Uh, these two groups, they are more geared towards black women, and that's because I'm a black woman, so I know of these groups. So <laughs> male listeners, black male listeners, if you know of any financial literacy groups that are geared towards black men, please go on our Facebook page, Urban Proper Podcast, or our Instagram page, at Urban Proper Podcast, and, um, Drop that in our comments. Drop that in. Yes, but I want to talk about the Broke Black Girl. It's a Facebook group and now a nonprofit organization. Yes. And a budget consulting business. Yes. Yes. So, snaps for you, girl. Yes. Now, this group provides a supportive community for black women to openly discuss financial hardship, to seek assistance in, assistance in managing your money and learn more about financial literacy. Okay. So I'm a part of that group as well. Um, they have some great tips in there. You don't always have to go in there posting your questions, just search in the group. And I'm pretty sure your question has been answered many times over. Mm-hmm. Last group I wanna shout out is Dream Catchers. Oh, I'm in that group. Yeah, you're in that group? I think you put me in that group. They let you in, you got a penis. Oh, I get notifications from them. <laughs> <laughs> I probably didn't realize I was getting into this group. Um, but Dream Crutches is a free resource a free resource created by um, Tiffany Aliche. It's a safe place for women seeking to live richer, a richer life using their finances to help them in that pursuit. So she has a lot of, um, like I was talking about the deletion letters and everything, um, advice on how to keep your credit um, score looking nice or how to make it look very very sexy um, yes sexy yes and I was going to talk about the 50 30 and 20 rule now a lot of people that I know including myself um, have struggled with living paycheck to paycheck and I know sometimes you really can't help it because that's just how you you know you hit hard times or you get a little overwhelmed Um, Oh, maybe I'm not in the group, but, like, I see it all the time. Anyway, carry on. Uh, So, a lot of people, and there's been a lot of articles about that, and I'll drop some of those articles later on our Facebook profile. Um, There's a lot of people who don't have a savings account. Um, A lot of things, emergencies come up. um, The average emergency that come up with with a car is around $400, and a lot of people don't have that in their savings account. Um, you want to say for emergencies, uh, medical emergencies, um, just happenings of God, hail damage, so tornadoes. I have a savings account. Mm-hmm. My problem is not touching it. Mm. And like, so like, I work in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. No specifics there, but I make a pretty decent amount of money on the weekends when I work. Okay. And I usually like to divide my money up, like, if I make a bunch of money for my art, I'll put that in my second checking account. Okay. And all of my money that I make, like cash, I usually will put in my savings account. And then, mm-hmm. like, if I get a check, I'll put that in my checking account. Okay. And 
of course, being an artist, I like to spend my money on my art and like making myself better. And so sometimes I am like, well, let me just take $25 out of my savings account. (laughs) So I... I right now have a pretty decent amount of money in my savings account, but okay. that could change tomorrow. It does, and I feel like in your case, and I might be enabling you. Don't enable me. I might be. Don't click the Amazon button for me. <laughs> Girl. But honestly, you're investing in your art. You're investing in yourself. So I, I understand from your standpoint. But there's a lot of people who me myself included will have some money in their savings account. And Fashion Nova will <laughs> harass the shit out of you on Facebook. Like, how the hell did y'all find my Facebook? Why y'all sending me fa- Facebook messages, text messages? Listen, okay, ASOS. I, I did sign up for the text message notification. So, um, and they had up my email. So they were like, "Oh, girl, fifty percent off. We got some new dresses. Come look fly." ASOS be like seventy five percent off all clearance items, and oh, she'd be like a hundred dollars originally, and it's a dollar, and I'm yes. like. ASOS is also my um, mm. my vice, but I'll do that sometimes, and that's and that's bad. I'm like I said, I'm not perfect with my my finances, mm-hmm. but uh, we're we're all getting there. With the fifty thirty twenty rule, let's get that pulled up. Um, yes, what is this? Because when you said fit, I was only half listening, so I what? heard I, so I only heard twenty rule, and I was like the eighty twenty rule, the audacity of <laughs> <laughs> to be the sitting right next to you. And only be half listening. So when saving money, essentially you want to save money for three different reasons. You want to save for a short short term, like any vacations that you have coming up, any holiday, um, Christmas gifts or uh, Ramadan gifts or Rosh Yes, you got to include all of them. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Did I say Rosh Hashanah? You did. I did. I don't Mm -hmm. even know which one that is, honestly. <laughs> you know we ain't perfect. We we inclusive, but we still working. I'm gonna have to look on that. I'm gonna look up that later. <laughs> Cause I always want to be politically correct. Uh-huh. Correct, not politically correct, because that can be wrong. I want to be correct. Yes. Um, also, you want to say for um, long term. You want to say for emergencies, um, fixing your car, um, major you know major surgery that you might have, or just say afloat because things happen like if you get laid off or you mm-hmm. get in a car wreck and you know you just need to take care of some things that's good you go too. off on your manager and you get fired not that that didn't happen <laughs> but the real teeth <laughs> but like legitimately like yes. you never know what happens you never know we're what all happens. human and yes. things happen um and I, I just want to snap Real quick. No, I'm not. I'm not. I snapped enough. That's why I got quiet. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. Um, I just really appreciate, you know, having this platform and this this forum to talk about these things because it's educating me just sitting here listening to you. Yeah. And it's a lot of things that, you know, I didn't know that my mother didn't know. And it's not to say that she uh, was a bad parent. It's just her parents didn't know. And that was information that wasn't passed on. So you kind of want to break that generational curse mm-hmm. of financial ignorance and you know bring it to a new era and pass it on to the next generation um also retirement that's a lot of things that's a lot of my friends that really don't save for their retirement accounts mm-hmm. listen if you have a job that matches your percentage that you're putting in or doubles your percentage you need to take advantage of that 
for so many reasons because not only just to use it in case of emergencies because like with my how my retirement plan is set up if I have a financial hardship and I prove my hard, financial hardship I am able to withdraw but you get taxed like 20-25% so that's not a good thing to do but to say for your future so you're not a 6 year old lady working at McDonald's mm-hmm. um, no shade to the people that have to because you got to do what you got to do Right. more power to you but to prevent yourself from having to do that, saving for your retirement, the earlier the better, the more you're saving the better. Mm-hmm. And it's pre-tax. It was not even like, it's not hurting you. It's not at all. Um, I just want to, are you going to continue with the topic you're talking about? Yeah. We'll yes, go keep going. No, I was just going to take a little small deviation and talk about accessibility of information to black people. Okay. Um, but we can talk about that. I'll remember. So we can talk about that after you finish because oh, this sure. is important. Um, but you should be saving around 10 to 15% of your income um, per pay period for your retirement. Um, also, life insurance. It's real in these streets, y'all. Accidental death insurance. is even real in these streets, y'all. Like, come on, y'all. We don't know, as my grandma said... <laughs> The day, the time, nor the hour that either Jesus is coming back or your ass. Now, Grandma, she didn't cuss. I'm just (laughs) (laughs) ad-libbing. Forgive me, Grandma. I'm just Uh, (laughs) ad-libbing. When you going to die? You don't know when you're going to die. You could die tomorrow, next week. We don't know when it's going to happen. And it's best to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Have a will. Even if you feel like you don't have things mm-hmm. to leave to someone, yes, you still need to have a will. Because it'll make the process go so much easier. I can't tell you how many of my family members or people I know who didn't have a will, and it just makes everything hard. Trying to get information about closing accounts, um, beneficiary information. You don't have to be old or elderly to do this either i can remember at a young age my mom talking to us about her life insurance policies Mm -hmm. and because my mom has um heart issues okay and sometimes it was a little touch and go and it was real scary Mm -hmm. and so she would always talk to us about you know this is what i want this is my policy this is how this is set up and this is how this is set up so and that's an important conversation that needs to be had with your family Mm -hmm. with your children you don't have children with your next of kin yeah it's scary to talk about especially for children to talk about with their parents because nobody wants to think about their parent dying Mm -hmm. but also you know it's it's inevitable so you got to be prepared for that both mentally and financially exactly um so i I talked about the 50 30 20 rule but i really didn't break it down um so 50 percent of your income should be going to your living expenses and that is your um, your living space, mm-hmm. um, your utilities, mm-hmm. um, your bills. Mm-hmm. The other thirty percent um, should go to what was the other thirty percent? I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry, guys. Hold, please. <laughs> well, while you look for that, I'm going to talk about accessibility of information. Okay. Um, And this kind of, it goes for both of the main topics of this episode, both mental literacy and financial literacy, because a lot of the times the information to be financially literate is not accessible to black people. Mm -hmm. And 
we don't we aren't afforded those uh, opportunities to go and sit down with a credit counselor and or even the knowledge to know to go and do that. Yes. And you know we go to a school and they teach us whatever algebra blah 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 blah. Our parents didn't learn it, so they don't know to tell us that. And it's a it, like you said a generational curse of trying to gain that knowledge and share it with everybody. And just because somebody is trying to gain that knowledge and share with everybody doesn't mean they're selling out or they're um, yes, I had some more snaps. Um, it doesn't mean they're selling out or or anything negative. It's a positive thing, and you should be you should be accepting and ready to receive that information from your friends, from your family, when they're trying to help you get financially literate, when they're trying to help you get mentally literate, when they're trying to help you through these tough times in these streets. Uh, did you Amen. did you find your information? I did find. All it. right. Oh, my little segue was right on time. It was. All right. I'm Carry sorry, on. y'all drew a blank. So, 50% of the 50 30 20 rule should go to groceries, housing, utilities, health insurance, and your car payment. Okay. Now, 30%, shout out to um, your wants and your desires because mm-hmm. that's your 30%. Okay. Your shopping, your dining out, your hobbies. Okay? <laughs> that Amazon. Yes, that Amazon. <laughs> now, that, I mean, as close as you better, you better keep a close, close look on your, your trigger finger. Listen. Listen. Don't, don't be adding too much to your cart. Anyway, twenty percent goes into your savings, mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's a good chunk of it. Um, and like, depending on how much money you make, twenty percent is not a lot to be putting away every pay period. It's not in comparison to thirty percent of it being your needs, right? <laughs> in comparison to being able to, it's like okay, I'm not good at math, but I'm gonna try. Yes. So you make, let's say, just for shits and giggles, you make. Four hundred dollars. Okay. Like that's a that's a busy shift for me, like okay. a double. So I made four hundred dollars. Wait, in a day or in a day? Okay. In twelve hours. Okay. Sometimes fifteen hours. Oof. Last Sunday. Um. So let's say I make four hundred dollars in a, in, a, in a double. I keep two hundred dollars for all of my business expenses. Okay. I put so let's see, half of two hundred is one hundred. And then, I'm not good at math. So, like, $30. Let's get a calculator. Let's do math. <laughs> All this math we learned in school. Listen. <laughs> I'm so mad because I'm straight up over here struggling trying to do these percentages, y'all. I see 400. 400 divided by 2 is not 5. Okay. By 2 is 200. So, $80, $80 of that should go in your savings. Eighty dollars goes in your say that's nothing. And like if you think about the fact that you you know, you make say you make four hundred dollars every pay period, you get paid bi weekly, and that's hundred and sixty dollars you just saved up in a month. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. That is that's not a lot of money, but that's a lot of money to save. Exactly. And there's a lot of um in the groups that I mentioned earlier, there's a lot of um saving challenges. Even if you go on Pinterest, um mm-hmm. There are a lot of saving challenges. Whatever your financial goals is, uh, $10,000, $5,000, $1,000, $500. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best way to break the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck is to live within your financial means. Yeah. Oh, my God. And this means all of America, all oh, of yeah. the world. Can we stop trying to keep up with the Joneses? Let the Joneses do what they gonna do. Let them do what they want to do. Let them have what they have and be content and happy with what you have. I go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That doesn't mean be stagnant. That doesn't mean keep yourself in a box. But that it means do not stretch yourself thin because you're in competition with the next person. Mm-hmm. If you wanna take a trip, take a trip. 
If you want to, you know, buy something from Fashion Nova or Amazon or ASOS, buy what you want to buy, but don't break yourself trying to be what somebody else is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that means, I mean, if you have to cut corners to get to where you need to be, fine. Um, but going out and getting a three, $400 car note, um, you know you can't afford it. Um, or you better save up and pay cash for that car. But Yes, or just... If you go, you can't afford the Challenger or the Charger or whatever hot car is. You better get you a hoopty. Exactly, get you a little. little um. <laughs> <laughs> you better go out there and a get you a Toyota Camry. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say so real ignorant. I had to stop myself. Go get your little Pinto. <laughs> go get that two thousand five. You better it's get okay. that car. Two thousand five. You rolling. You getting the point A to point B. And you saving money so you can get something better so you can move on up the next time. Right. Um, cut down on your vices, your shopping, your partying, eating out. Mm. Um, my shopping, I've, I've gotten better because every pay period, y'all, I ain't gonna lie, every period, I was all in the month, all in the internet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that paycheck just hit, girl. Let Ooh, me get Let me get this, let me get that. Mm. Anybody that knows me knows that I have an abundance of clothes mm-hmm. that I love. I get it from my grandmother. My grandmother, she loves to look nice. She always said, um, you might not have a dollar in your pocket, but you don't have to look broke. And you don't have to spend a million dollars to look like a million dollars. You can go. My mom. So my mom has an abundance of clothes as well. Mm-hmm. However, 90% of her wardrobe is from the Goodwill. Yeah. And like most of that, we have the same that we say to each other every time she says she bought something from the Goodwill, brand new with the tag still on it. Like, mm-hmm. legitimately, everything she brings home has a tag on it from the retailer that it is from. It is brand new, it is washed and clean, yes. has never been worn before. Yes. And it's beautiful, like nice clothes. Yes, you can go to Target and get you some $5 shirts. Okay, so, I live in Target. Yes, Target is another loophole. No, not a loophole, dark, dark hole for me. Yeah, because you, you don't, you don't go to Target and tell Target what you need. Target tells you what you need when you get there. Mm-hmm. No, they, they tell you what you want. Mm-hmm. It, it ain't always what you need. It ain't always what you need. What you mean I need that fucking? <laughs> the fucking what? The bicycle? Uh, yep. I don't even ride a bike. You don't need it. You don't need it. I did not go to Target and purchase a yes. bicycle. I didn't. Um, no, he did. But I probably would have. Yes. But living within your financial means also means um, knowing that you shouldn't buy the new Jordans every time they come out. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get the new iPhone every time it comes out. You don't have to. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do with your money, fine. But I don't want to hear you complaining about how you're broke or how you're in the same position that you were last year if you're not trying to do anything about it. Oh, man, I'm never going to get any better, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, listen. Because I'm going to look at you the same face. My ass has been reviving the same MacBook Pro Oh my God, Old Faithful. years. Listen, she is on her last leg, and I done... I done she ain't got a leg. She ain't got... I done screwed some boards in that bitch. <laughs> She's standing up on something. But and like that's uh, a, an investment that I probably should make is a new computer. Yes. But it's very expensive, and if I can keep rebooting this old bitch, this old bitch, <laughs> I'm gonna keep rebooting ass. Ain't that right, Bessie? Yes. She is still kicking. Yes. But growth, growth is 
financial maturity and mm-hmm. teaching yourself and knowing how knowing what your limits are and it's okay to tell people what your limits are like i had a friend i'm like hey going to puerto rico for my 30th we going what's good she like listen friend i ain't even gonna try to with you i am not gonna be able to afford this that's fine mm-hmm. when people are upfront and honest with you about that you should not drag them Right. Definitely, uh, I look up to my friends who are like, yeah, I can't afford this thing. Because me, I'm a concert hoe. And if I can buy a ticket to a concert, concert it could be my last $20 in my account. And I'm going to be like, oh, well, looks like I'm going to see this artist who I've only heard one song from. But I think I kind of like them and they're kind of cool. Like, I, we all have our vices. Shisha's is... <laughs> A lot of things. A lot of things. Shopping. Shopping. Mine is shopping, but concerts has definitely become... Ooh, uh, you decorated my apartment. But your apartment is so cute. Thank you. Always. Um, every apartment you've lived in since I've known you has been cute as fuck. I mean, that's just... That's how my life is set up. <laughs> it's just my aesthetic. Okay? <laughs> it's just my aesthetic, boo. <laughs> you have to walk into the bachelorette pad. Listen, I'm not gonna play. Oh. It's real boomerang in here, y'all. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely important to know your financial limits it is important to know your mental limits mm-hmm. don't stretch yourself too thin and educate yourself About and then everything. if someone doesn't know educate them i feel like i can share this story i feel like my friends that i'm going to share this story about are comfortable with me sharing it so um a couple years back let's see this was 24 going into 25 so two years ago uh, i went to see a movie at like midnight with a couple friends okay uh, we left. I don't have a car. I'm one of those 26 year old men that has never owned a car. Whatever. Fuck it. I don't really care. Um, excuse me, but your truth. Your truth. I'm speaking my truth, honey. I've been trying to hold out till I get famous and I can just be driven around. Um, <laughs> but um, I talked earlier about uh, feeling like a burden on someone or an inconvenience is a trigger for me, and I was already really having a rough week mentally anyway. And my two good friends uh, literally flipped a coin to see who was going to take me home. And I was like, listen, I can take an Uber. Like, I'm an adult. I am responsible for getting myself home. And it just became this whole thing of like, no, no, no. One of us is going to take you. Okay, I I don't feel like it, but one of us is going to do it. And I'm like, so for an entire month, I didn't speak to either one of them. And another thing, you you have to speak your truth. mm Mm-hmm. And so the first, so I, I turned 25 um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, because I was literally running away. Like I, I felt so trapped and afraid and all these other things, like everything was rushing through my head. And I was just like, I just need to go. So I booked a trip. I talked about this last episode a week before I left, <laughs> booked a trip, didn't booked an Airbnb, didn't invite. I really didn't even tell anybody I was leaving. I was just like, yeah, bye. I'm in New Mexico. No, you told me. I told you. I told, like, you and Paris, my best friend, and my mom, and, like, other people. But I didn't tell anybody else I was leaving. Okay. And when I came back, they, like, called me, and they were like, hey, we haven't heard from you. You're not responding to the group chat. Like, what's up? And I was like, okay, we need to have a talk. And I educated them. And, like, sometimes having to educate people about 
either your mental health or your financial literacy is frustrating because Mm -hmm. you feel like you're close enough to someone that they should know but at the same time you have to be like okay everybody doesn't know everything let me educate these people and give them a second chance and don't automatically shut them out like I wanted to and unfortunately some people get so wrapped up in their own issues and their own life that they forget Mm -hmm. you have to give them a little kick of reminder yeah or a swift kick in the ass. In the ass. Um, so. Uh, so what are our segments for today, Shish? What are we getting into this time? Um, well, we talked about clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do a little shout out to our black owned businesses. Yes, yes, yes. We now, got today. In episode one, we discuss uplifting each other in the black community, supporting black businesses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's something that I'm very passionate about. Um, I guess, well, not I guess, me and Darius, we want to make this a trend that sticks. So head yes. over to our Facebook page, Urban Proper Podcast, and comment your business name, the goods or services that your business offers, your location, website, mm-hmm. and social media accounts. And that is not limited to St. Louis, the St. Louis area. That is everybody, everywhere. If you have a business and you black, we want to promote you. We want to make sure that you are getting the business that you deserve and we your services. Back together. Yes. And um, authors and artists, we want to hear from you too. Yes. If you are a painter, a musician, a writer, um, a playwright, an actor, whoever, we yes. want to shout you out. We want to give you some props. Photographers so. too. Yes, photographers. And if you don't own your own business, that's fine. Just shout out a uh, black business that you patron mm-hmm. often. Um, honorable missions I have a friend that um, owns a mocktail candle business it's called Tipsy Flames mm-hmm. you can go follow them like their page on Facebook Tipsy Flames as T-I-P-S-E-Y Flames you should know how to spell for guys <laughs> <laughs> they make candles that look and smell like your favorite drink right now they have um, the rosé sangria which smells really good and the white tea um, jasmine uh, candles for the month of May. Mm. Um, also follow them on their IG, Tipsy Flames. Ew. Yes. And I just want to do a little honorable mention because um, we are talking about uplifting and knowledge and I'm not sure, quite sure if a lot of people know this about the free summer food program that goes going on in St. Louis. Now, it's for children that are 18 and under uh, between June 3rd and August 9th, um, it provides meals during the summer for people that are less fortunate. For more information, please contact the Department of Human Services, Youth and Family Division at 314-657-1654. Um, also, there is a link on the Missouri.gov page that will give you a list of places that are offering these services as well. Um, and we'll put links and all this information as well on our Facebook page once the episode is out oof excuse me I got a little gassy for a minute oh my goodness what is wrong with you oh my god I don't know I'm dying I told you oh Um, Oh, Jimmy (laughs) (laughs) I want to give a shout out to Gigi Palmer for the gag listen yes uh and guys, don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe. I can't talk today. 
to our podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. Right now we're having issues with iTunes. iTunes is being a little bitty person. Yeah, we're fighting iTunes and Twitter right now because they're dumb. They're dumb. Yeah. Um, so like our Facebook page, like I keep saying, Urban Proper Podcast on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Urban Proper at Podcast. Urban Proper Podcast. Yes. If you have a topic that you want us to discuss, a business you want to promote, or you just want to tell us that we're pretty, comment on our Facebook page. Because we're pretty big. Because we pretty as fuck. Yeah. Well, she's pretty. I'm colloquially handsome here you go hey mom hey <laughs> I don't even know where that was about to go you could be pretty don't, don't bring that toxic masculinity over here ew okay yes. I feel you okay <laughs> no my boyfriend calls me beautiful all the time and I love that Slamming my singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> my neither that song is way out of my range, and it makes me cry every time I hear it. You know what? You know what other song makes me cry? Beyonce when she did that. Um, what's the lady name? The Cadillac Records. Oh, all I could do was cry. Or yes. yes. Uh, every time. I'm Etta here. James, by the way. <laughs> there you go, Etta James. Please. <laughs> Um, anything else we need to shout out? Any other segments we need to break into? Hmm. I feel like our uh, episode was really um, serious. So I want to throw some stupid stuff in here. Yes. All right. So. Just to lighten the mood a little bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to kind of keep on trend with um, the first episode, we were talking about bisexual men and the mm-hmm. acceptance um, with their sexuality in the black community specifically with um, black women mm-hmm. now this was um, something that I kind of ran across in the conversation um, hanging oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> and y'all please go to our Facebook page I really have questions <laughs> I have so many questions, okay? Um, if for you guys that don't know um, what pegging is, it is when... Oh, this trigger. If you have your, your younger kids listening to this, please... Um, Take your kids out. This is the explicit part of it. This is grown folks' business. Okay, pegging. Pegging is when a woman is wearing a... Um, a strap on. A strap on. I was trying to think of a more correct word to say, but I'm just gonna be I'm just, whatever. We already there. Um, we already yes, the pulled the train are... into the station. <laughs> you just see Darius' face right now, y'all. He's so red. Anyway, so Becky just went on one more to strap on, and um, she is stimulating her man's prostate. You're being so PC right now. I am. Okay, she is <laughs> smashing him in the, butt, <laughs> in the booty hole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be PC, but you pushed me. I was close to the edge and you pushed me. So here the fuck we go. Okay. Peggy is when a woman's wearing a strap on and she is making passionate rough sex to her man's booty hole. 
Okay. Where are we going with this so, topic? So, where we're going with this topic is uh-huh. there is apparently this is a thing for straight men to do as well. And, but there's like this, it's, it's a divide. There's a lot of black straight men, straight men, period, that don't like their women touching their butt. They don't even want you to touch the outside of the booty. They no, they don't even want you to grab the cheeks. Women, if you ran into your straight male uh, or a straight mate, or you were dating somebody for a while, and he told you, you he was interested in you making passionate rough sex to his booty hole, <laughs> aka pegging, would you be comfortable with that? How would you react? Is this something that you would be able to provide to your partner? Um, I think a lot of people would just automatically go for the gay card. What do you think? Um, so here's the tea. I'm a bisexual man. I'm versatile in the bedroom. Um, spill the real tea since we already there. Um, so upon occasion, I do enjoy a phallus in my rear end. Uh, <laughs> um, he mean dick, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he means okay. weakness. Okay. But that's expected of you because not to cut you off, no, but that's expected fine. of you because you're a bisexual man. Correct. And you like both sexes, so that's expected of you. But for a straight man, I was getting there. Okay, go I ahead. was getting there. So. To be in a heterosexual relationship, as in myself dating a woman, I... You would still be bisexual. I would still be bisexual. Just to clear that up. Clear yes, I would still be bisexual, but in a heterosexual relationship. Um, I wouldn't want my woman to make passionate, rough love to my butthole. <laughs> I definitely would have no problem with her, you know, playing up in there, but I don't want to be... I think it's not gay because the prostate is a powerful thing. And Can you it, explain it to people who don't know what the prostate is? The prostate is the male G-spot, essentially. Okay. It's approximately two inches into your rectum. If you take your middle finger and you go up to about the knuckle and you move a little bit right there, boom, there it is. And <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh because <laughs> I got real serious for a minute. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> um, but it and I, you know, I talk to my straight friends about this all the time. I'm like, not trying to get anybody to be into something that they're not into. However, I have achieved some of my best orgasms from prostate stimulation, and so I feel like if God and all of His power. Put your G spot up there. Go get a little freaky dinky. You know, I'm sitting here with, as you're talking, um, contemplating in my mind whether or not I would be accepting of making passionate rough sex to my man's butt. <laughs> Legs all thrown behind his head. I, mm. And see, that's more that that weird power play between men and women. See, I mm, see. I like to. Um, I like to rule things in the bedroom. That's just the type of person I am. Okay, spill the tea. I mean, since we're spilling tea all over the place. Gosh, the floor but, is covered. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the floor is lava, the floor is tea. <laughs> the floor is tea. <laughs> but I don't 
how I would react to the situation. And it's, a, you kind of can't knock it till you try it, but also, I don't know. I, I don't know it, if I want my man face down ass up. I think it's fair to be trepidatious, and it's mm-hmm. fair to be a little put off by it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Because I know that a lot of women like that whole that masculine energy of. I know a lot of women that don't like men who have desk jobs. Like they want their man to be a manly man, go get their nails dirty, change my oil, take out the trash, mow the line. I am too good for that. Come back, stinky balls, throw it in. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate that last part, but um, I understand the trepidation with. Not wanting to do it, but also I feel like that's a lot of power that you can hold in your hands. And that's another thing. And not in a negative way, in a very positive way. Yes. I'm all about power in the bedroom. Yes. And then you have to also think about, I used to have a stigma against, um, my mama's listening. I know my mama's listening. Uh, About (laughs) anal sex. I thought if a man wants to have anal sex with a woman, that shit is gay. But, you know, with educating myself and everything, mm-hmm. it's a woman, You're, you know, making yeah. love with your woman. And a lot of women have orgasms from anal penetration. So it's all about pleasing your partner. You just have to educate yourself and have that conversation, mm-hmm. um, which I think you should. I think as a people, we should be more open to sexual experiences. I find that I am happier when I'm with someone who shares in my sexual delights. Yes. I think that's most people. Mm-hmm. Yes. You so, have to, black people. You have to find that frequently for you. If you are tired of missionary two times a week. Two times? Two times a week. <laughs> you better go get you a, a stallion that can beg you. Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Megan the Pagan Stallion. Megan the Pagan Stallion. Not, not that we know her life like that. We're just throwing that out there. Right. It's just a funny little. But yeah, go to our Facebook page and tell us how you feel about begging. Um, amongst uh, other things. Oof. Just, oh, should we do just a whole episode about sex? Do we need a sex episode? Yeah, but my mama can't listen to it. Sorry, Mama Shisha. Fee, fee you can't. You can't listen to a feed. You can't. You banned. I'm sorry. You can't be knowing my life like that. <laughs> <laughs> my mama can't listen either. We just banned all mothers from the Mothers podcast. can't listen to this podcast. Uh, you can't listen to how we get down. Yeah, nah. no. Mm-mm. Even though my mom's had, my mom's tried to open that, that conversation door mm-hmm. between me and her. And I kept, I had to shut shit out of that door. I slammed that door. It's weird being bisexual and a Mm -hmm. man and being as close to you with your mom as I am. Yeah. Because she likes to talk about men sometimes and who she finds attractive. And I'm totally comfortable talking about it. But at the same time, I'm like, I never thought that I would be talking to my mom. Now, me and my mom would do that. My mom's really young. My mom um, had me when she was um, 15. So we're we're close or in age than the average uh, mother and daughter. But it's always been that, you know, growing up, um, you know, especially with your first kid, you like, you got to set the ground rules. Um, and I think with that and my grandmother helping me help raise me as well, kind of 
block that off a little bit. Mm-hmm. And my mom tries to open that door with conversation. Now, we'll talk about who we got oomph got down for it. Like, yeah, it, it just elbow. Like, yeah. Mm. Mm. Oomph got down. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to, like, where you just come from? Oh, my mom just came from swimming. That's why my hair all jacked up. <laughs> I can't. I can't be like, oh, mom, I just, you know, like my mom called me uh, one time trying to share some information uh, with me and I hung up on my mama because I'm like, I can't, mm. no, ma'am. No, and no, I ma'am. get you having an adult child and you want to, you know, have that that relationship with your child, but it's just like, no, ma'am. No, I no, can't. ma'am, no girl. I can't. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need my mom to know what I do. Mm-mm. I don't. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> also guys uh, would you like to for us to have um, video as well as audio with our podcast as well so all the feedback in the world it will help us tremendously uh, we are welcoming to constructive criticism mm-hmm. um, so hit us up have a conversation with us. Don't yeah, we, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. To tell a friend to tell another friend to tell an enemy. To tune in. To tune into this shit. Because they, you know, they, they might have that growth. That growth. That growth. We love growth. Growth. All about growth. And here healing. Proper. Okay. Yes. And like I said, don't forget to follow us on our, our social media pages. All the social medias. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, eventually. Eventually. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think that's about it for us. And we will see you all next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.